Adventure Presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Sundance Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Roebeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Matt, we're just a couple of movie bros talking about movies. Like two One's a characters. Marvel guy, one's an art house guy. Sounds just like us, doesn't I it? I like uh, Ruben Oslin and Selene Siama. You know, all the art house people, and you're more of a, a Marvel guy who watches everything on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, yeah. Sound uh, Eric like is, characters from this movie? <laughs> yeah, Eric's mentioning a scene from Randall Park's Shortcomings, which we will be reviewing today, which just had its premiere at the Sundance Film Festival. Yeah, Eric, um, sometimes with these movies that are about people who like movies, I feel like sometimes the conversation I go, is that really how we talk or how we sound or how people who like movies sound? And it's just feels contrived and kind of like obnoxious obnoxious and then i go okay maybe people have listened to our conversations when we're sitting before screening and kind of rolled their eyes at us and thought we were obnoxious because i've definitely heard that from other people who talk about movies and think they're obnoxious and things like that so i'm like maybe we are those guys maybe we're not but well, especially I, at film festivals too right yeah. like i feel oh, like God, that's where you really get oh, it oh yeah absolutely yeah and people who work at movie theaters tend to love movies that's why you end up working there i worked at a movie theater so i definitely get it although not everyone does some people it's just a job you're a teenager that needs a job or whoever that needs a job and you don't necessarily give a shit about movies but yeah we're talking about a sequence uh, between two characters in this movie that work uh, at a movie theater one jacob Batalon, who's from the spider-man movies um and there's not a not a great joke there when it comes to spider-man and marvel movies but um well know, even randall tried. park right being yeah the, the director of this and, oh, yeah. and being in the ant-man movies and 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 wandavision you know like there's that kind of i guess a meta commentary a little bit on sort of where we are in 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 filmmaking but even just like thinking about this as a sundance film there are certain notes even though this this has more of a a financial backing behind it there are certain notes of clerks where you're looking at it from the perspective of movie love of of a specific type of movie lover one that i think is going to be a very polarizing um portrayal even though i think the performance by justin h min is very good um i think it's just going to be something that's like you're either compelled by what he is doing or you're just going to be t- so turned off by him because, and, and yeah. he is so detestable at times. An unlikable protagonist is hard to follow for some people. Like not hard to follow as like being able to understand what's going on, but just hard to cheer for, hard to and I don't think in these movies when you're following an unlikable protagonist that you need to even cheer for them or anything like that or root for them. Sometimes it's just interesting to watch unlikable people on screen be unlikable people, but like that is hard. And my dad is one of those guys where he hates movies about unlikable people and unlikable protagonists like he just doesn't get the appeal he you know by the end of it he goes they were just shitty and i why do i care right so i do get that side of things but i'm kind of with you where i i think we're both a little torn on this movie overall i think the performance is great um i think there's a lot of good stuff here um i I, i'm I'm more mixed. I wouldn't even say mixed positive or mixed negative on this one. I'm just flat out mixed on it um, where I ultimately thought it was decent. But um, yeah, I could understand people having a hard time kind of, you know, from the point of view of this guy, that's not a super great person. But like, you know, everyone's complicated. People are complicated. Like he's not 
a horrible person either. So um, I think there's some interesting stuff there. Before we get started, I'll give everyone a quick synopsis of Randall Park's shortcomings since, uh, you know, it just premiered at Sundance. People probably don't know much about it. So this is from Letterboxd. Ben Tanaka is a movie theater owner who is grippling with the implications of race and culture on the dating scene. Ben lives with his girlfriend, Miko Hayashi, a politically active uh, firebrand, firebrand? Uh, whose enthusiasms aren't shared by her boyfriend. Uh, his best friend, Alice Kim, is a lesbian who wants to wants him to pretend to be her boyfriend so her conservative family won't learn about her true sexual identity. I don't think that's necessarily what the movie's about, but that gives you a, a But, he, a but brief, Ben, is, is he sense. even the owner of the movie theater, or is he just like a manager, or like someone you know what, who guys? works there? I think he's the manager. I don't think he owns it. He could. You don't never really see an owner. No. Like, he could... He's, he's not in charge, but he yeah. he's in charge definitely. But I almost felt like he was just like yeah, the the manager of the theater. All right, I don't know where Letterbox gets their synopsis from. With these Sundance movies, sometimes it's like people don't know much about the movie, so you kind of get. We've re- realized this with a couple other movies where yeah, the synopsis from these sites gets this gist, but isn't necessarily what the movie's about. Anyways, it's about a man who works at a movie theater who's dating this woman. They have some troubles, and then it's him like you said in this dating scene and kind of things like that but eric i'll I'll punch it back over to you so what did you think of shortcomings overall i'll i'll get right down to it at times caustic and sometimes cathartic the didactic narrative is always at odds with itself and so when you're watching this movie it's kind of told in a series of vignettes or kind of broken chapters it's also based on a graphic novel so you kind of get that feeling of Like, this is a story that is also basically telling you about the world of, you know, not only Ben, but what it's like to be um, an Asian American growing up in a contemporary time and sort of, you know, navigating the dating scene and relationships. But I think Ben is one of those guys that, as we come to learn, is so against any change, but he also is somebody that believes that everything he says is the right opinion. You know, he's very opinionated, but he's opinionated in the sense where any interaction he has with people, whether, you know, he's courting somebody or it's a friendship, you know, he's he's so passive aggressive that it becomes just excruciating and you 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 almost just want to distance yourself from him. But it's also weirdly one note because everything that these characters are talking about, while I think there are some really important points to be made about race, about dating, about self-loathing, about figuring out who you are at this age group that this character is in. There's also just something that kind of feels like it's being spoon fed to you and that it's telling you how to feel instead of, you know, just connecting to the characters or coming to those conclusions, you know, by yourself. Like it's, it's this diatribe of, you know, telling you how it is now in this period for, you know, Asian American people, but doing it in a way that kind of feels again, like it's just kind of spouting the information instead of showing you it. And I want, you know, this character to go through these situations and let you feel them and let you come to those conclusions without it telling you it, you know, and it's constantly telling you it. And you kind of just feel like, 
you just come at odds with show not tell right that's kind of what you want right and that's i totally agree with you that it kind of does spoon feed you throughout and um with every little thing that this guy does there is a reaction to it whether it's from other characters or himself and and things like that and it never really kind of feels like you come to your own conclusions with any of it um the chapter-based storytelling i could tell it has that graphic novel vibe where it's got that like you know it that cool indie graphic novel that probably like you know would be passed around being like oh you really got to read shortcomings it's really cool it's just about a dude that works at a movie theater and it's about his life and how he's dating and his girlfriend and and all of this kind of stuff like i could see that but once that gets translated to a film I just don't know if it does anything to stand out, right? Like I, I, I do like following an unlikable protagonist sometimes. Like I, I feel like it's interesting to get into someone else's head and, and and walk in their shoes and kind of see how they think and why they act the way that they do and why like he does so many unlikable things. You start to try to understand why he's doing these things and why he's acting this way or why he would do this to his girlfriend or some of it like it, it, it is really interesting at times, but then, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, how it incorporates being a movie lover in, in it. And I find it kind of a little obnoxious in those areas where yes, that one conversation reminded me of me and you, and there are many movie bros and movie friends that are like that, where it's like, you know, one person likes the more popular stuff. One guy likes the more art house stuff. They're still friends. They still talk about movies. They still find stuff that they both really enjoy um, and kind of can understand each other or kind of even give each other shit for liking certain things and stuff like that. Like there is some truth there and that's not really the focus of the movie, but like even the stuff of like him, you know, with his criterion DVDs, just constantly watching them at, at home and, and stuff like that. Like, I don't know if it goes deep into like, like why does he love movies and how does that play into the, the, the film all that much? And in his life, like, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of mixed. Like I don't have a ton to say about the movie. Like I like Randall Park quite a bit as a, as a comedian and an actor. Um, and you do get a little bit of him in here. I think in some of the dialogue and how it's like edited together and stuff, I can like hear his voice sometimes. Um, but overall, like, yeah, I just don't think the movie does anything really to stand out other than being kind of just mid, like middle of the road by the end of it. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's pretty much kind of, one, I mean, you mentioned like with like the graphic novel aspect, like it's it's on that kind of same wavelength as something like Ghost World, or yeah. you know, like a, like or Crumb or something like that, the documentary Crumb, where like it's about real people to a certain yeah. extent, and and usually those graphic novels are very much kind of like more caricature based in sort of their their design like people have you know or have pimples and are you know their 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 teeth are kind of maybe crooked and things like that it's kind of a distorted reality but one that's more realistic than the kind of sharper edges of a marvel or a dc right like that's the whole point of a lot of those graphic novels where there's a kind of a real world element being implemented but it kind of does have like that hipster sheen to it in a lot of ways that kind of plays out and that's kind of what it feels like and like there's this whole thing about like you know, I, the, I think the main sort of look at it from the perspective of like the Asian uh, American community, but also the, the protagonist is kind of like him trying to figure out what he wants in life and who he wants to be. And then, you know, you also very much care about how he treats other people because the people around him, you know, either call him out on him being kind of, again, caustic, but then there are other times where it feels like the story 
is trying to be more complex with how some other people also weirdly behave hypocritical or um, can be, yeah. you know, maybe there's this whole thing. It, it, it's hard to get into because the third act is the thing that kind of confused me the most and how or what it's trying to say. So you have this relationship between, um, you know, Ben and his girlfriend um, played by Ali Mackie, who actually worked with uh, Randall Park previously on Always Be My Maybe. And so with the Miko and Ben characters, like there's this whole thing about sort of relationships, but also about sort of, you know, dating a a white woman versus, you know, dating somebody that's within the Asian American community. And so, you know, that kind of creates a a frustration and anger and separation between the two because, you know, uh, the 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 Ali Mackie character ends up going to New York on a, an internship and kind of, you know, leaves in a way that kind of feels like they're in limbo. But also, you know, there's this whole thing where Ben kind of starts seeing other women, specifically white women, and there's that conversation. And then where that goes in the end, it, it always feels like it's always on uh, Ali Mackie's uh, side. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of changes in the third act in a way that kind of feels like, again, like it's trying to show you like, nobody's completely who they say they are nobody sticks to the who they are as people and it's just it's a weird it's a weird juxtaposition in that last act that kind of feels like again like it's trying to not do the the rom-com kind of thing but then it also leaves you feeling like oh okay well what's the point of that and like i mentioned it in one of our other reviews where you know there's this whole thing about you know, what does it mean to have, you know, Asian American representation on the screen? And just yeah. the beginning is this kind of almost, I think it is parodying uh, Crazy Rich crazy Asians. Crazy Rich too, Asians, yeah. Which you have two cast members, you know, in in this uh, movie that are from that film. So, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting there where it's like it's parodying that. But like it's also with like The Lost City where it's like, you, you know, there's this line about how, you know, some people will find you know, something beautiful in it or, or it'll connect to them just because it doesn't connect to your sensibilities or your yes. snobbish sort of elitism Cynicism doesn't necessarily too, yeah. mean that that's going to be the same thing for somebody else. And I, I like that as well. And I even like that it doesn't necessarily treat Ben in a way that like a Todd Salon's movie would, it doesn't, you know, dump on him in a way that's like, mm-hmm. okay, let's, you know, put this character through the ringer and, you know, make him, um, a martyr in a way for how bad behavior can, can go about. But there is something strange about that third act that kind of feels like it's turning on, you know, the relationship in a way that's saying, Oh, maybe Ben has some points there about like, you know, the hypocrisy of someone saying something in one scene early on and then doing exactly what, you know, he was called out for beforehand. And it's just, it's, it's such a strange choice to make in that last act without really going any further into it and again i don't mean to be cryptic about it but i don't want to give it away either so so i won't go into more detail but i agree with you i i absolutely agree with you you kind of nailed it so i don't really need to go uh more into it but yeah you know i i ultimately like like gave it a soft pass by the end because i did find him such an interesting you know kind of character to follow even though like it is i understand people who don't like following unlikable protagonists but there was something about that and his relationships with people and how he never kind of learned from them uh, until 
obviously he he does but um i don't know like I, i'm gonna give the movie a three out of five i thought it was okay and like i don't know if it's you know if it pops up on streaming sometimes or if you want to support randall park because i do like randall park but that's ultimately why i gave this a shot um i uh i think it's okay i'm gonna give it a three out of five yeah i mean that's that's the uh the ultimate um the ultimate kind of i don't have much to say (laughs) it's just like it's it's yeah it is it's it's a sundance movie that i you know it makes sense yeah, I, I you know I'm I'm close to the three and a half, but it's just that it, or the three. I, I, it's just that final act that really bothers me. Where yeah. I guess it didn't like, bother me as much, but I totally understand what where you're coming from. I think yeah. I was just kind of didn't have any reaction. That's the thing. Yeah. Also, I want to clarify something because I made a huge mistake. Um, it's not uh, always be my baby is actually from uh, from comedian uh, Ali Wong. So I just wanted to make that uh, that critical mistake uh, or correct that so yeah. i apologize for that but yeah it's just one of those things where it's like part of me likes the style of it part of me likes the kind of blase kind of easygoing yeah depiction of the modern era in which the character is inhabiting and you know like even the references to you know romer and things like that like it, it works but there's something about that what it's saying that again, I like cat person where it kind of feels like tonally it's like, okay, what are you trying to actually yeah. communicate? With I get me that in a, mm-hmm. in a way. And, and and again, like there's a lot there to like, but it also weirdly works in archetypes more so than anything oh, else. Absolutely. Like yeah. even the one character that Ben kind of becomes fascinated by and, and starts to court um, autumn who kind of is almost like designed as a manic pixie dream girl, but also weirdly looks like Scarlett Johansson you kind of have like this, like, okay, I know where this is ultimately going. And then again, like it never really explores those characters any deeper than just kind of Mm -hmm. like the initial setup. So yeah, I'm going to give it a two and a half out of five. That's fair, man. Uh, Thank you all for listening or watching. We really do appreciate it. Please go check out uh, all of our other Sundance reviews, which are available right here on the Untitled Movie Reviews podcast feed or on YouTube. Uh, We also have a new episode of the Untitled Movie podcast where we talk about the Oscar nominees as well as uh, the Critics' Choice winners and different things like that. It's a big beefy episode over there. And also talk about beefy episodes um we have a new episode of the cast of us which is our untitled hbo last of us podcast where we talk about episode three long long time a fantastic episode of television if you're not watching the last of us go give it a shot um it's fantastic um and episode three i think even you could just watch episode three you'd still be sort of lost but like it's very, very, very good. And then we did a two-hour recap of that episode and the previous couple episodes. So go check out the cast of us on all podcast services or on our YouTube channel. Uh, one-stop shop for everything. Head over to Letterboxd at Untitled underscore Movies. And as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at UntitledMoviePodcast.com. And follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric Rochin. You can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Well, that was a bit of a shortcoming. <laughs> <sighs>